0: Let's have a chat to Dave Casey. He's Willie Mullins' right-hand man. He's been at Werribee for some time, looking after these two very talented stayers. Vauban, His record at the moment. He's six years of age, 14 starts, seven wins and four places. you just got to love what you see with this horse. And, of course, the other one, who should be underestimated, is, is Absurd. Uh, Zach Perton I understand, is going to ride in the Melbourne Cup. Vauban's got 55. Absurd's got 53. They actually met on level weights when they raced at Royal Ascot and, Absurd's performance was excellent and uh dave casey is going to tell us why and he joins us now from werribee how are you dave
1: good steve how are you right, thank
0: you yes i'm really well how many trips now to australia for you oh i think this is my sixth
1: spring carnival yeah so been here a few times
0: yeah you came out with max dynamite yeah max
1: came out twice and we had uh thomas hobson true self never made it actually she got she was number twenty-five two years in a row, but for the for the Melbourne Cup, but she won two Queen Elizabeths instead, so it wasn't too bad. Um, so yeah, we've had a couple of victories out here as well, which is good. I want
0: to ask you, Re Max Dynamite's ability and Vauban's
1: ability. Uh, probably similar horses on the flat, and um, definitely Vauban has reached a much higher level um, over jumps than than Max Dynamite did, but. Um, from flat racing looking at it at the moment, and um, they'd be pretty similar, but ability wise, you would probably say that Bob has, has has a bit more ability, you know. And Max Dynamite placed in two cups, second and a third. Yeah, he was second, obviously, to Prince of Benzance back in 2015, and then had a slight injury and missed a year and came back and was third to rekindling, um, which with Zach Burton actually, and ran, ran really well that day too.
0: Tell us uh, about this horse's physical appearance and just how he settled in in general, Voban.
1: Yeah, he's been very good. Um, he, he's taken it all in his stride. Uh, didn't lose that much weight on the journey over. Put it all back on and some more um, in the in the first couple of days, you know. So, um, but he settled into a routine. Brilliant. Touchwood. Uh, neither horse has left a nutter and they've drank plenty since they've arrived, you know. So we're delighted with them at the moment. And what's he like to ride? How does he feel underneath you, Dave? Yeah, he's good. He he he's very much like Max Dynamite in that sense that he, he he's very quiet, uh, very relaxed, and he does everything easy. You know, so um, he's giving me a pretty similar feel at the moment. You know, but he's, he's doing it all well at the moment.
0: A lot of our listeners may not realise how big this Willie Mullins is in the Northern Hemisphere. Like he's got a couple of hundred horses in work. He's regarded as a legend in the the Northern Hemisphere, and he's just so well respected. And obviously, he's he's targeted. He's he just desperate to win this race, and obviously, he's targeted these two horses um, some time ago. Or started to think about the Cup with Vauban and
1: Absurd. Yeah, obviously, um, we've 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 gone close a couple of times. Like I think Willie's been second, third. Fourth and sixth in the Melbourne Cup, and it's obviously a race everybody would love to win. Um, and obviously, when we when we buy these horses, generally we buy kind of decent flat horses with the aim of going jumping with them. And if and if they don't make it to the very top over jumps, um, then we switch them back to the flat, which is what happened with Max Dynamite. And as I said the, the day we bought Vauban, uh, the intention always was that um, hopefully one day he would make a Melbourne Cup contender. And the and the same with Absurd, but Absurd is probably a year earlier than we would have expected. And um, with the fact that he won the Ebor means and he gets straight in, you means it's it's too hard a, an opportunity to turn down.
0: Dave, they're both ex French gallopers, Vauban and also Absurd. Who had Vauban in France and when did when did, when did will he take him over?
1: Yeah, uh, I can't remember exactly who had him, but we, we bought him as a three year old. and we actually bought him the week before he won his listed race and the trainer that we bought him said he wanted to keep him for the next few days to, to to run in this listed race and we were a bit apprehensive obviously for fear anything would go wrong or um or if he won obviously would they be looking for more money and something like that but the, the fairness to the trainer he said on the day he said look uh the deal is the deal the deal is done um i think the horse will win so i i'd like to run him and we won't increase the price and he's yours anyway so luckily I think it was only a five or 6 run race. Now, he got into all sorts of trouble and, and did well to get up on the line, but he won his listed race. And, um, you know, as I say, we always thought he had the potential to to be better and to improve and to be a, a Cubs contender.
0: You're talking about July 21, that listed race where he overcame difficulties to win. And, of course, first run for your barn was uh, Punchestown, wasn't it? December 21 on a wet track. He ran second there in a big field.
1: Yeah, he was second in a harder race. Um, and it wasn't fully wound up. We, we didn't know what to expect from him. And he, he he probably surprises him, the fact that he ran as well as he did and went next time out and we were going to keep him as a novice. So we decided to run him in, in Group 1s and actually went next time out and won a Group 1 and went to win a couple more after. So, um, you know, just saw the talent that he had.
0: Yeah, three Group 1 jumps races in a row.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then um, obviously he came back this year and he's he was out of his juvenile campaign this year and it's it's very difficult for for juveniles in their second season to go in against experienced Mm -hmm. older jumpers, but he acquitted himself really well. He was second and and third in um, all those good champion hurdles. Um, before we went back on the flat with him. Of course, Royal Ascot. He made many of us sit up and take notice when he when he led
0: there and he defeated the stablemate Absurd by a margin of seven and a half, and he started a pretty short price favourite. But he, I just love the way he he relaxed in front, and then we saw him subsequently win in Ireland, where he sat one out and one back. So he's versatile, but on pace.
1: Yeah, he he can do either. Um, obviously, having spoken to Ryan before the race on Ascot, he said there wasn't a lot of pace on in the race. Uh, I told him the horse stayed well, and he, he, we we kind of left tactics up to Ryan. After that, you know, um, you don't need to give Ryan more instructions. But he, he sat in front when there wasn't another pace. The horse gets the trip well, um, you know. So he dictated from the front, uh, stretched them turning in, and, and went away to win um, in, a, in a very pleasing performance. nice obviously was a drop back to a mile and a half. There was plenty of pace on. So um, we didn't need to force it any anymore, And, um, again, he, he went quite well in this.
0: Yeah, that was back in August. Uh, so, Ryan, when will he get out to ride this horse? And the cup will he arrive on the eve of or a week before? Ryan Moore, do you know?
1: I, I, uh, I don't know exactly. I, I would imagine he'd be at Breeders' Cup on the Saturday night uh, in America. And I imagine he'd be coming in after that. So I don't know exactly oh, okay. when he rides. Of course. What's it his preferred,
0: preferred ground, do you think, this horse, Vauban?
1: Uh, he, he's won on either, he, he was very quick in Ascot when he won and he, obviously he raced during the winter for us over jumps on softer grounds and um, I think if it was softer it, it wouldn't be any disadvantage to him, but it might be a disadvantage maybe to a couple of others, so that would probably be in our favour but if it's if it's dry ground on the day it, it'll be fine. Has he ever run poorly throughout his whole career? Um, well, possibly not, possibly not um, he's always been consistent he's always run his race, so well, um, you know, he, he gives you plenty, so...
0: Dave, what did, will he think of the
1: 55 kilos? Yeah, it's kind of what we expected. Um, in and around that, anyway, looking at his English rating and kind of similar to Max Dynamite. I think Max was it, maybe raised a pound higher after winning the and I think he hit around the same weight. So it was, we were kind of expecting sort of fifty-four and a half, fifty-five, fifty-five and a half, 55, 55.5 maybe, um, and which, which shouldn't be an issue for him, you know. It's much more or less weather whether the horses around him are, are, are weighted better, you know, so. Um, but it's kind of what we expected for him.
0: Let's talk about the stable made Absurd. He's got 53. Zach Purton, is that right? He rides him in the Melbourne Cup?
1: Yeah, Zach, yeah. Is, Zach is booked to, to ride Absurd, yeah. so yeah, look happy with
0: that. He's by a sprinter that, as you know, raced in Australia Fastnet Rock, and he looks, but he looks like he'll stay all day.
1: Yeah, he, like, um, obviously when we bought him from France, he was a mile and a quarter horse. He'd been running over um, sort of Two hundred or two thousand meters um so it's 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 what a lot of obviously French trainers do at um trying to probably make maybe make stallions of them when they start off, you know, and it's obviously the more valuable probably the quicker they are but um so when we got them obviously we we generally tend to give them a, a year's jumping just to get their heads right and get their heads away from actual um flat racing if you know what I mean to relax into a rhythm um we just he won his first hurdle race for us and then we just—he was qualified for the Ascot race. He was going to get in, and we, the owner was keen to go, so we, um, we left him go. But we, we had to drop him in a bit, just—he um, had been buzzy and keen when he arrived with us, um, just to make sure that he switched off and, and got the trip. But he came home really well for Frankie Latori, and, and he's learning the whole time, and his mind is, is getting better. He's learning to relax in these races, and you saw that in the Ebor. You know, Frankie was able to ride him a good bit more positively, and he was able to relax, and then he, he kept galloping well. You know, we. We're just channeling, we're channeling his mind in the right direction. Yeah, I thought his ebor was run. I know, Frankie, I listened to a post-race interview
0: this morning, actually, where he was quite critical of his own ride because he had him out very wide and then he was posted the whole way over 2,800 at York and he still was able to win the race with 60 and a half. It was a, a wonderful staying performance and we've seen Heartbreak City and, um, what was the other horse, uh, Purple Moon come out of that race and run well in the Melbourne Cup.
1: Yeah, it, it's a race. Um, I think Nikita won it as well and was fifth, you know, so it's a race that horses have run well in and he's probably one that's improving away he's probably he's probably a better horse maybe in york than he was in in Ascot. you know as i say just challenging that energy in the right direction and um, it's helping him all right dave well
0: what which way are you leaning at this stage or well, you can't split them or what do you think
1: oh listen um there's two contenders here <laughs> if i get both of them there to the race in one piece and let, and let the two of them have a go then uh, i'd be happy either way if one of them i just want both to run well
0: yeah i think i said this a couple of years ago it's just a matter of time i think before the master irishman wins at uh, willie Mullins. it may be this year but if it's not this year it'll be over the next couple of years yeah well we 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 keep trying as long as we have contenders good enough we keep trying you know and dave yourself you wrote a lot of winners for willie Mullins.
1: yeah i probably wrote about 300 for willie over jumps and on the flat and so yeah long career but over, mainly over jumps we rode a good few flat winners as well but um, we plenty of winners over jumps So um, and obviously lucky enough I've been working for Willie and had been stable jockey and second jockey for a long time as well but, uh, when I retired he, he said come on board and, and be part of the team so delighted to have that yeah so when did you retire and why did you retire uh, uh 2015 uh, I retired just back, probably getting older um, and, and looking ahead to the future uh looking for the next project that was there you know so and uh well i, have, I haven't spoken to willie and and he's, he's the opportunity was there and it was sort of coincided max dynamite was leaving a couple of weeks later to go to australia and he says why don't you jump on that ticket and i'm and, and going that so um that was kind of the decision made i was looking at some of his prolific winners
0: this morning willie Mullins. there's a horse that came up called hurricane fly it says he won 24 races
1: yeah, I think, um, and probably 18 or 19 at, at grade one level. Uh, he was—he wasn't an overly big horse, uh, quite small, but but very strong for a small horse. Very strong through his hind end, but a, a huge amount of ability. He won a couple of champion hurdles in Cheltenham, um, and won a lot of Group One races. And if you had a horse at home now that could work with Hurricane Fly, you could have your money on.
0: <laughs> All right, how long ago he, was he that did, when he, did, he was he, racing?
1: Uh, I'm going to say he was—he probably retired. Um, probably not long after me, uh, a couple of years after, but um, but he but he raced for a good few seasons, you know, and was a top-class horse.
0: Besides yourself, I know Ruby Welsh has ridden a lot of run uh, winners for almost a thousand for Willie and Paul Townsend, almost nine hundred.
1: Yeah, I so say Ruby came along a couple of years after me when I went to England. Ruby was there; he took over a stable jockey, and and Paul came along obviously later on. Um, he was he was only a kid and had to bide his time, um, but when Ruby retires, uh, Paul was there to step in, and you know, he's getting the just reward for all the, the long days he put in, like waiting and watching Ruby uh, riding winners, and he's, he stood in the background. You know He took his time, he had probably the opportunity to go to different places, but said he'd bide his time and knew that obviously if he hung on long enough, um, the rewards would be there, and now he's reaping them at the moment. Yeah,
0: that's Paul Townsend. And who's P.W. Mullins, who's in the heat for Willie as well?
1: Uh, that'd, that'd be Willie's son, Patrick. Um, he's an amateur rider. Patrick is quite tall; he's about six foot four, so he rides as amateur. And struggles with his weight a bit, so um, but very obviously very good rider as well. Um, but but wouldn't ride mainly in the in a lot of the big jump races and a bit more um, amateur flat races, bumpers as we call them. Well, you've given us
0: a great rundown on those two horses. Before that, you go. You're happy with wherever. You're happy with the way everything is there.
1: Yeah, so far so good. Sure, uh, everything is going okay at the moment. The horses are well and eating well, so um, to look after as well here. So we're, we're all good.
0: Thanks so much for coming on, Dave. No bother, Steve, any time. No. There is Dave Casey, of course. Uh, it all started these imports with Dermot Well winning the Melbourne Cup with a jumper. Vintage crop back in 1993. Are we going to see another top-line jumper uh, win the Melbourne Cup in Vauban? As I said, what you see, uh, no doubt when you watch his replays yourself of doing your Melbourne Cup form, you're going to be very impressed. Um As I said, at Ascot there, he led... Um, beautifully rated up front and he ripped home and won by seven and a half Um, and then he went last start to the Ballyroan at Ireland. He sat one out one back in a small field and it was quite a dominant win Um, and if you go back even further, you know, those group one jumps wins, a sequence of them uh, over over the hurdles there. Uh, One at Cheltenham, uh, one at um, Punchestown and one at Leopardstown. Uh, back in 2022. So they're both ex-French horses. And just with Absurd and Zach Burton and I spoke about this last week, um, his run at Royal Ascot, that race that Voben led in and kicked and won easily, Absurd's performance was outstanding. He was back in the field pulling hard. And you thought even Zach said the same thing when he's watching it, thinking, oh, this horse will run nowhere because he's pulling himself into the ground. And lo and behold, he had the tenacity and the determination to actually run second in a dead set sprint home there <laughs> uh, back in June. And, of course, his last run was in the ebor bore It was one of the biggest wins you'd ever see in a staying feature where Frankie de Torre just kept the horse off the track about you know, 20 wide early in the race. He was following another horse. There was one other horse way out off um, off the fence as well. So there were two of them out in their own, out of the straight the first time. Then he cut back over and then he couldn't get in. So he sat there on a limb three wide for the trip. And, as I said, he was quite critical after the race. He thought, blue, he lucky he won. He said, Willie would have gone right off. Um and, um, yeah, he got to the outside fence uh, in the home straight there at, at, at York to win. There was 60.5 kilograms on his back. So he dropped 7.5 from that winning performance there in that staying feature. And we mentioned that Heartbreak City won this race and uh, came and ran second in the Melbourne Cup. And Purple Moon, he, uh, he won this Ebor and then ran second in the Melbourne Cup as well.